0: It is that care and curiosity, right? I think if someone is in a space where they are learning, that they are thriving, they feel like they're engaging and fulfilled. I mean, imagine a workplace where every single person you work with is like that. Mm -hmm. Imagine that, how would you feel, right? And how productive and how innovative and creative would your work be if you are surrounded by people like that and then you yourself are like that. Welcome to Management Development Unlocked, where you will learn how to nurture a world-class management team. And now your host,
1: Eric Gerard. Welcome to Management Development Unlocked. I am really glad you're here. While you still have your device in your hand, I'd like to ask three favors. Number one, please subscribe to the show. Number two, please share the show with just one other person. And number three, go to gerardtrainingsolutions.com and download my free ebook on Becoming a Manager. Today I have Marriott Winquist with me. Welcome to the show, Marriott. Tell us who are you and what do you do?
0: Hi, Eric. Thank you so much for having me on the show. My name is Marriott Winquist. I am an executive coach. And I come to executive coaching with over 20 plus years of experience in the tech industry. And My background actually has been in the technology space, and I pivoted a few times, moved into marketing, moved into strategic and product management, and have really enjoyed the breadth of business building and working with teams. And moving into coaching is something that just felt really natural for me because after all the years of working in business, it really became clear to me that, with all the strategies, all the business know-how, all the different things that we need to do. It's really the people that make it happen. And if we can show up as our best, as individual contributors, as leaders, as managers, then the workplace is just so much more productive and uh, creative. And that's what I love to do with people.
1: Wonderful. Well, I am excited to hear what you have to say today. We talked in the green room about how we're going to nail together your executive coaching focus and your leadership focus with my focus on management development and I'm looking forward to seeing how that works works out. I think it's a yeah. I think it's a natural fit and I'm just I'm excited to see where the conversation goes. Yes. All right. Well, with that, let's move into my question set. And the first question is a nice, high-level, broad one that I think is going to give us lots of runway. And that is, what's your philosophy of management development?
0: Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And just to maybe set the context, when we say management development, it really is the focus of intentionally developing and investing in people so that they can manage and cultivate the right people and environment in, in business. And for me, with that context... I really feel that is kind of two two areas. One is the company, the fact that the company has the commitment to invest in their people, and the other is the individual, the individual's both motivation and commitment to grow. And I think we need both of those to be true in order for any type of management development to be successful and, and really productive in that particular workspace.
1: Yeah. Uh, investing in people is, is absolutely the foundation of my work anyway. Mm-hmm. And I have a big focus on empathy in, in my practice and, and really teaching for folks first and foremost, before you become a manager, if you're not a naturally empathetic person, that's okay. You can learn it. Yes. And, and we need to invest in, in developing empathy and emotional intelligence.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I have kind of the three three C's that I have maybe evolved and come to as I've learned with working either hiring people and and learning about working with people. The the first C I feel is care, which is similar to what you're talking about in terms of empathy. It's like it's the you know when you're at work, do you care about your work? Do you care about the people around you? You know, there's there's a, a care that comes with being present and being able to do what you you love to do. And the second C is curiosity. Mm-hmm. I think we always, you know, we're trained to know everything. <laughs> we're trained to have the answers. And so it it really bears in mind for us to kind of remind ourselves, yeah, there's stuff that we don't know. There's stuff that is interesting. There's stuff that, you know, maybe the other person has more expertise in. And to really keep that humble curiosity that ties in with the care. Mm -hmm. And the third C is a can do. And similar to what you talk about learning, a lot of things just don't come naturally to us. We're not born as 100% or as whole. So to have that can do attitude to learn, and to really develop your, you know, maybe another C, develop your competence. Mm -hmm. And and I feel like those three C's, um, every time I work with anyone, whether it's a direct report, whether it's a new client, whether it's, executives, those three Cs have always come into play in, in any phase of their development. Like, are they, do they care about what they're doing? Are they putting a curious approach to some of the issues at hand? How are they continuing building up their competence and can-do? And it's always interesting to see where the focus needs to be for that individual at that point in time.
1: What a fantastic takeaway. I love the three Cs. That's going to be easy for folks to remember. Yeah. Cool. Well, why do you value management development? What's what's in it for you and your coaching practice and, and executive leadership practice?
0: Yeah, I would say why why value any type of growth development? I, I think it's it goes back to the three C's. It's it is that care and curiosity, right? I think if someone is in a space where they are learning. That they are thriving, they feel like they're engaging and fulfilled. I mean, imagine a workplace where every single person you work with is like that.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, imagine that. How would how would you feel? Right? And and how productive and how innovative and creative would your work be if you are surrounded by people like that and then you yourself are like that. Yeah. Right. So that for me is the value. It's not just you know, hey, this one singular person needs to be that, or this one singular person needs to be that. I, I definitely challenge people to think about, yeah, think about in your work right now. Imagine every single person that you're interacting with is coming full and thriving and, and really bring that, that best best care and best curiosity with them. It, it'll be a, an entirely amazing work mm-hmm. world that will be Will be in so that yeah. that for me is the that for me is is the big why.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I totally agree. I think that's marvelous. So let's let's dive a little deeper into the three C's. Mm-hmm. It's come up twice now, so I want to I want to dig deeper into that. Yeah. So how does one develop the three C's? Is is it something that's developed, or do you either walk in with it or not?
0: I I don't think you ever just walk into it. I think there's absolutely ways that you can, first of all, be aware of it, you know, you know, you could be in a space that you're like, I'm totally demotivated. And, and there's some, there's some measure of care that's not, there's not quite there. So I think with care, how people develop it and how I work with clients with it is really getting down to what matters, what matters most for you, what's important for you, what are mm-hmm. the values that you hold true and are enduring. Because that's that is where the care comes from, and I think you would know you would know when something is not aligned, mm-hmm. right? If you are if you are kind of quote unquote phoning in to work, if you're mm-hmm. just not really paying attention, if you're not really excited or even challenged, you know, if it's on the other side, it's like mm, I want to I want to solve this. If you're not getting that type of experience for yourself then there's something in the care side that you might want to pay attention to. So with Mm. care, I always start with the, yeah, what's, what's most important Mm. for you in your life, in your profession, in, in the craft that you're, you're part of Mm. what, what matters. Mm. And once you start to get some clarity on that, then you can pay attention. Ooh, is it misaligned? Is it You know, or maybe I need to, I want to think a little bit more about that. Or maybe 10 years ago, this mattered. And now that is no longer something that is important for you. And maybe something new has become important for
1: you. Mm.
0: So I think the care part really is a lot of inner work to understand that about yourself. Mm -hmm. And then for the curiosity side. Yeah, I I also think that doesn't come, uh, that doesn't come entirely naturally either, because think like we are born and, and trained to be want to master something and want mm-hmm. to be the expert and want to be good at something and so with this it is also being aware and saying where are the places where you may be feeling a little bit uncomfortable maybe you're taking on a new project maybe it's a new position that could be a stretch for you so what are those spaces that instead of looking at it in fear or or kind of pressure or stress for yourself. What are those areas that could come up as curiosity? Hmm, mm-hmm. What can I what can I learn from this experience? Who can I learn from? Right? What what are some different experiences that I can actually sign up for to actually learn more about it? Why and even questioning yourself, why am I thinking this way? Why did I assume mm-hmm. x versus mm-hmm. y? So, there are places that you can, you know, develop more of that curiosity. For the benefit of really continuing that growth and learning,
1: yeah, and assumptions get me all the time.
0: Oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> we we are so we are so um, in tune with our assumptions. Sometimes we we don't quite know that we're doing it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was just happily surprised with a deal that I'm working on with a with a client. They're a repeat client. Yeah, And I walked in assuming that this was going to be a one-year, one-and-done kind of contract. And the procurement manager of all people said, how would you feel if we locked this in for three years, say? And so, you know, like I assumed this was right. just going to be for a year. Right. And he came back and broke that paradigm. And I'm like, I thought it was your job to save money. And he <laughs> <laughs> You, you just offered me two more years worth of work. And he, he wasn't guaranteeing work. It wasn't anything like that. But my assumption put me in a particular box. Yes. And it took somebody else from the outside to say, well, what about this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah. The assumptions assumptions trick us up all the time. And I think that's that's one of the toughest things for us to frankly pay attention to. Because like I said, I think we, we, we it's so ingrained in us. Mm-hmm. To make assumptions because the, that is how we're um, that is how we're wired to make quick decisions, right? So well, some well, assumptions are very useful, but there there comes a time when assumptions are may not be working for us.
1: Yeah, it goes it goes all the way back to the to the limbic system and, and the reptilian brain.
0: Yes, is that yes. a
1: saber toothed tiger or not?
0: Exactly. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and not everything is a saber tooth tiger.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Although there have been days and weeks where I've thought that everything was a saber tooth Right.
0: Ah! There are days like that, right? <laughs> the cold sweat starts coming. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: So how about the third C?
0: Yeah, the third C and the can do part. I actually feel like that's probably the most straightforward and and maybe just most familiar one mm-hmm. for for most people, right? That's potentially, hey, what's a new what's a new skill set? What's a new framework? What's a new maybe even industry? that I'm I'm moving towards and how do I how do I build competence in that? And so I feel like that's probably the most, I wouldn't say easy, but I think it's most common side of the the growth part mm-hmm. where people are acquiring the, the necessary skills. Um, and I would say probably the 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 not as common part of the can't do would be the mindset side. And, and that's a part of the, the actual can do, right? It's like, well, if you know if you haven't done it before, how do you put yourself in a space where you actually are excited about it
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: and want to do that actual learning? right? So ha- so having that approach towards the, the act of learning is really important.
1: Yeah, and that that reminds me of, of Carol Dweck's work on mindset.
0: Yeah. The growth the, mindset.
1: The whole growth mindset thing. Yes.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Okay, great. Is this your model? Did you make this up?
0: Yeah. I I think, again, it's kind of from my own learnings and, and experience. Um, it, it's funny. This actually came about when I was doing a lot of interviews and hiring in my peri- previous roles. And I have found that all the spreadsheets, all the check marks, all the things that <laughs> that I tend to collect and capture when I talk to people. At the end of the day, for me, when I think about a person, whether it's the right fit for, for that role, it always comes down to these three. Mm-hmm. And and so I think that just carries through for me. Yeah. Okay. Like how, how people can grow.
1: Well, then I have to ask, is, mm-hmm. is this model available someplace? Can people get it somewhere? Or Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's definitely something that I can share. And mm-hmm. if they come to my website and actually contact me, then I can certainly share that.
1: Okay. What's your website? Yeah.
0: My website is brighttreeleaders.com. Mm-hmm. And it's B-R-I-G-H-T-T-R-E-E
1: leaders.com. Great. Okay. Awesome. I'll ask you that again toward the end of the yes. show so the folks can write yeah. it down. Awesome. Aside from the the three C model, do you have any mm-hmm. other favorite tools or models that you would recommend to listeners?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, lo- I I love the when we do individual assessments. There's a couple of tools that I use quite often with my clients. One is the Strengths Finder,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I I really enjoy the the focus on strengths, but also not forgetting. The areas that you also might not be as strong as but but really understanding what your natural talents are and to know that those are spaces that you can actually if you continue to invest time those would be amazing powers for for you those are unique i mean there are 34 themes and each person have their top five and top ten and mm-hmm, it's very yeah. rare that you get the same sequencing the same priority and the same strengths and so i i love the 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 uniqueness that really calls out for, for each person. And the other tool that I use quite a bit is the disk profile. And for that, I use it differently, usually for team communication and interaction, because it gives a very simple, very easy to remember way of identifying, well, what are some of the key ways that you come to the table and also you receive uh, information? And it gives other people tools to help you be more effective in interacting with each other. So those are two that, from an individual point of view, I enjoy using. From a 360 point of view, I really enjoy really just even the 360 interviews. I think that gives tremendous insight for people to understand some of their blind spots. I mean, a lot of times we do things so naturally that they do become, yeah, they—they're they, just our DNA. They're just how we wake up. They're just how we breathe. That's the way I am, and it really takes, yeah, it, it takes a different perspective and point of view for people to help shine the light on. Oh, I, okay, it's okay to understand that that's how you are, but to know what the impacts are for other people and and to see where you would like to go, mm-hmm. with that as well.
1: Oh, that's I—I I love disc and strength finders. Yeah, I've only I've only taken Strength Finder as a participant. Mm-hmm. That's on my list to get certified in.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah those uh, are great tools.
1: But I've used Disc for twenty years. I love it. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. And actually,
0: actually, to that point, when you especially you talk about uh, management development, one model that I've enjoyed using is the the SL two model, the situational mm-hmm. leadership, mm-hmm. because I feel like that really embodies the flexibility and adaptability that a leader needs to have. You know, not only the, hey, we need to set the vision and we need to have, you know, that that persistence of connecting the dots and and moving in the right direction, but when you come down to the 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 daily, the daily actions and behaviors and thinking of each individual team member, that's when that model I feel is really productive for working with individual team members.
1: Yeah. And it's a venerable model. It's been around since the seventies and the skill well has been around since the sixties. It's good stuff. Yes. Fantastic. Okay. Good advice. Let's transition now and learn a little bit more about Marriott. First question here is if you could interview anyone, if you were in my seat and could interview anyone, who Mm. would it be and why?
0: Well, that's an interesting one. I think one person, and this is interestingly not related to this particular field but Jacinda Arden the New Zealand's Prime Minister mm-hmm. whom I've just heard she actually announced that she's stepping down mm-hmm. as Prime Minister but um, I've I've actually been really interested in her journey as both a, a leader of a, a, a country and also just as a woman who has stepped into this and and also all the complications through covid and and everything that i feel like she's handled really with with integrity and it's i think it'll be interesting to hear her side of things
1: yeah absolutely i've actually got her book uh my bookshelf yeah. right behind me yep
0: ah nice yep
1: <laughs> wonderful okay that's the first time that she's come up so that's interesting oh. tell me how that interview goes
0: <laughs> i will <laughs> i'll let you know <laughs>
1: What's your favorite vacation spot and why?
0: Oh, this is a hard one because I love visiting different places. Is it a cop-out to say anywhere that I can go and have really good food? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going
1: to let you have that.
0: <laughs> I really loved, um, my husband and I visited Seoul, South Korea. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, just before COVID. And, and and yes, we had delicious food literally every single day. And we had the most amazing time. And we had friends there that took us to wonderful places. And uh, I, I loved it. And, and just the Korean culture has been something that I've been studying up on as well. So that has been a fantastic experience. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we yeah. I, I, I've only been through Seoul on my way someplace else. Yeah. But we have a, a great Korean restaurant down the road. Mm. And, and my kids have discovered that they love Korean food. Yes. <laughs> so I'll go get a big old plate of bulgogi with all the little sides. Right. And they'll get something vegetarian and we are happy as clams. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. So let's be specific with this one. Where would you most like to travel? So for vacation, you want to go someplace that's a food destination. Mm-hmm. But where specifically would you most like to travel?
0: You know what? I don't know. This might not be a food uh, destination, but uh, I'm going to bring some Canadiana into this. I'd mm-hmm. love to visit PEI, Prince Edward Island, Ooh. in Canada. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be beautiful and gorgeous there and just the history there. I'd, I'd love to. Um, yeah, I'd love to see that.
1: I love Canada. My favorite spot is around Vancouver. British Columbia. Mm, yeah. Really I grew amazing. up
0: in Vancouver, so.
1: Did you? What yes,
0: part? On the east side.
1: The east side. Okay. Yes. I spent a lot of time, I think, in west and north Vancouver. Does that ah, sound right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Really nice area.
0: Yes. It's beautiful. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Final question. What brings you the most joy in your life?
0: Uh, this one. This one's pretty easy. It's family. Mm-hmm. Just hang out with my husband, with my mom, sisters, Hang out with nieces and nephew. Those are the yeah, when time just flies by. I think that's I, I love
1: that. I I can completely concur with that. I have twin thirteen year old daughters and they are just a delight. It's oh, it's so much fun. Yeah. Wonderful. Yes. Yeah. And they're actually they're actually on vacation right now. So my wife and kids are on vacation with another family. Oh. Mom and two two girls, and they are just whooping it up in Mexico. Oh. And- <laughs> The, the house is so quiet. I don't like it.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're not used to it, huh? <laughs> I'm
1: not. I'm used to having yeah. people around. Yeah.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah. So definitely. No question. Family.
1: <laughs> okay. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Well, Marriott, thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking with you. How can people find you and and find your model and so on?
0: Sure. They can find me on my website at brighttreeleaders.com and also find me at LinkedIn. I'm on there and feel free to message me. I'd love to hear from you.
1: Okay. Excellent. Well, thanks for listening. Please subscribe, comment, share, and connect with me on LinkedIn. We'll see you at the next one. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Management Development Unlocked. Want more? Get a ton of insider tips and tools at gerardtrainingsolutions.com.